0: Last week, Pastor spoke powerfully to us about obedience unto death. Obedience unto death. The week before, Pastor Moses did justice to the subject of humility. And last week, Pastor brought powerfully to us about obedience unto death. And today, we want to look at the topic or the subtopic crucified with Christ. Crucified with Christ. What it means to be crucified with Christ, and having been crucified with Christ, the benefits thereof. We'll look at the benefits of being crucified with Christ. Amen. You know, from the Garden of Eden, as a result of the disobedience of man, of Adam and Eve. Sin came into the world, and a consequence of that disobedience also was the curse. Amen. But thank God, who loves us so much that He didn't want to leave us in our in a cursed state. So He sent Christ to come to redeem us from the power of the curse and to redeem us from death. Amen. And he came, he gave his life. He was crucified on the cross. He was buried. And on the third day, he rose triumphantly. He rose victoriously. Amen. And today we are looking at that life of being crucified with Christ. Friend, it is a glorious life. It is a life of victory. It is a life of faith. It is a life that makes impact. Amen crucified with Christ. Hallelujah. And the scripture that we read earlier on from Colossians chapter 3 says it all. It says, If you then were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. We should seek those things that are above if we are raised with Christ, we should seek those sins that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Amen? You know, the crucified life, it is a life of pain. It is a life of pain, but nonetheless, it is a life also that produces life. The crucified life is a life of discomfort, it's a life of of pain is a life of toil, it's a life of blood, but it is a life also that produces life. What life it produces eternal life, it is a life of glory. Amen. If we go quickly to Romans, Romans chapter five, Romans chapter six, I beg your pardon, Romans chapter six. Romans chapter 6. If we read Romans chapter 6, we read from verse 5 to 8. The crucified life. For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps. Perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us. In that, while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Go to rock scripture there. Romans chapter 6. our old man has been crucified with him. And what is that old man? What is that old man that has been crucified with him? The old man that did not know Christ. The old man was a man that was unregenerated. The old man was a man that was working in his own ways. The old man was a man that, you know, didn't have any sort of laws. Hallelujah. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8, it said that there's now therefore no condemnation to those who are in christ jesus what because the 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 spirit of life in christ has liberated has set us free from the law of sin and death the law of the spirit of life the law of the spirit of life there is a law of the spirit of life that law has set us free from the law of sin and death amen So the old man now that has been crucified is that man that was lawless. That man that will curse. That man that has no reign over his emotions. The man that has no control over his anger. Has no control over his tongue. Has no control over his temper. The man that was wild. Amen? But now, that old man is crucified with Christ. So daily, I need to reckon myself... As being crucified with Christ. I need to reckon myself as being crucified with Christ. Why? Because not only am I crucified, because there is a resurrection that is awaiting me. Amen? There is a resurrection. So, the crucified life is a life of pain, but it is also a life of resurrection. You know, when Christ resurrected, he resurrected gloriously. Amen? See? or pain, or torment, no longer had any sway over him. He resurrected with a new body. Amen. It is a huge challenge. In this day and age that we live, it's like anything goes. But we are a peculiar people. We are a royal priesthood. We are ambassadors for Christ. You know, if you look at what is happening around the world, You know, you just know that the end is not here, but the end is right here. Amen? So, we need to be prepared at every moment. Amen? The crucified life. I want to say that the crucified life is a life of obedience. If you look look at Romans chapter 12, the Bible says that, And do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable will of the Lord. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It is a life of obedience. To live the crucified life, it is a life of obedience. Obedience to the Word of God. Obedience to the demands of Scripture. we not be confirmed. So, there is a world view, there is a world system, there is the system of, you know, philosophy, but there is a God system. Amen? Yeah. And that is the system that we need to emulate. That is the system that we need to follow. And the, to, life, to live the life, of crucifixion. It is the life of obedience to the Word of God. Amen? Amen. And one of the things also that can help us to live that life is by having our focus on Christ. Not looking at what anybody else is doing, but looking unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. we said that, who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, looking unto Jesus, have Jesus as our example. Have Jesus as our model. To be able to crucify self, to be able to put together the old man and his loves and all the nature of the old man, we have to have our focus on Christ. We have to have our gaze on Christ. Amen? Amen. That was said for the joy that was said. What was the joy? The joy of a glorious church. The joy of a triumphal church. The joy of a victorious church. The joy a great army, hallelujah! Amen. Christ is raising a great army, and you are part of the army the army that will put the enemies to flight. Hallelujah! Amen. Christ saw you and he saw me before he went to the cross. He saw you that one day, day you will be filled with the power and the glory of God. That when you stand and you speak the word of God, things will happen. That when you come to believe. And you mention his name, the Bible said that know, demons will tremble oh, yeah. at the mention of his name. Oh, yeah. God is raising an army, and you are part of that army. Oh, yeah. That is what Christ has to go to the cross. That is the drum of a glorious church. The Bible said that even a bride without wrinkle, without spot, hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A bride without wrinkle. You know, a, a, a church that will roar like a lion, a church that will have the spirit of the lion, a church that will not take back. And that you and me, the church of Christ, who are filled with the power and the glory of God, who are not afraid to die, amen? amen. That was the joy that was said before him. The church, that will turn the world upside down. That is what Stephen, even when they were stoning him, can you imagine what a death? You know, they stoned you one stone after the other, and they sniffed the life out of you. But, you know, he died triumphantly. He gave up his life gloriously. Amen? Amen. And that is a hero. Amen? That was the joy that Christ saw. You know, people not permit that, but when we go into the book of Hebrews, the Bible says some even did not, you know, negotiate for deliverance. They did not negotiate for deliverance, they verily get the right. Hallelujah. That is the joy that was set before Christ. And to be like Christ, to live the example of Christ, we must have the spirit of Christ. And that is the glorious. Fighting, warring, victorious spirit. Amen? Amen. Friends, we've got nothing to lose. We have nothing to lose but all to gain if we embrace this crucified life. Hallelujah. In Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but not much more in my absence, wake up your own salvation with fear and trembling. Wake up your own salvation with fear and trembling. No fear of the dread that is coming upon you. The fear of God that God so loves you that you don't want to disobey Him your own salvation and that it is not something that is so strenuous but it is just submitting to the will of God. As we stand this morning, I give myself away that you will use me. Hallelujah! That it is a life of surrender. When you surrender your life to Christ, when you yield your will, you, everything, you yield, everything, like we had on Sunday past. Pastor said that, you know, when Christ was faced with this huge task of redemption. It was a daunting task. But quickly, his spirit man was speaking. He said, not us will, but your will be done. Amen. Amen. He surrendered totally his will to the Lord. Amen. Amen. It is a life of surrender. It is a last of life of obedience, but it is a beautiful life that will reproduce. Amen. Amen. To live the merciful life, also, it is a life of faith and grace. It is a life of faith and grace. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8, it said, By grace you have been saved through faith, and not of your own. That lady she boasts. It is a gift of God. It is a life of faith. To be able to say, Lord, I am not going to speak back. I am not going to bear a cross. I am not going to, you know, defend myself. You have to have faith in God. Faith in the justice of God. You have to have faith in God. That you have been wrong, That you have been slandered. It is a life of faith, right? And to be able to hold your peace and not say anything back, it demands faith. It requires faith—faith faith in God's justice. You know, God's justice is not like the justice of the earth. Shall we quickly look at First Peter chapter two, verse twenty-two to twenty-three? 1st Peter chapter 2, 1st Peter chapter 2. You know, the Bible speaks about Christ, when he was reviled, he did not revile back. Who committed no sin, nor was the found in his mouth. Verse 23, please. Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. He committed himself, he surrendered himself, he yielded himself to him who judges righteously. There is a righteous judge, friends. Right? I said, there is a righteous judge. And that righteous judge, his justice is righteous. It's not like the, the justice of the earth. Let's look at the example of Christ. Why he was revived. When they said all manner of things against him, they spat in his face. The Bible said that he committed himself. He did not threaten, but committed himself to whom who judges righteously. Amen. Amen. So to live the crucified life is a life of grace. It is a life of faith. Faith in the justice of God. I can assure you that the word of God cannot be broken whatever injustice that has been meted out to you, whatever unrighteousness, whatever evil, there is a day of recompense. There is a day of recompense. The righteous judge, He is the one that will recompense you. He is the one that will vindicate you. Whatever has been done to you, whatever evil, whatever has been done to you, to you or your family or your loved ones, There is the righteous church. There is the day of recompense. Let us learn to commit ourselves to that righteous church. And he will not fail. His justice is perfect. The justice of Christ is perfect. The crucified life also is a life of fruitfulness. John chapter 12, verse 24 says, unless. A grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies; it abides alone. It is a life of fruitfulness. Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. It abides alone. But when it dies, it springs up and it bears fruit. It bears much fruit. So to live the crucified life, to be reckoned as crucified with Christ. We must be willing to die, willing to die, willing to mortify the flesh, willing to put to death, those things. Not to walk any longer as the Gentiles walked, as in our former life. Those things that enslaved us, those things that took us captive, lying, maliciousness fornication, adultery, all of those things that hasn't, that does no need to be part of our life we need to mortify, we need to put to death those things, hallelujah and when we put to death those things and we record ourselves daily dead and crucified with Christ by the grace of God and through the enabling of the power of God we will bring forth fruitfulness there will be fruit of righteousness fruit of holiness the fruit that will be so glorious that will be so attractive amen the crucible life is a life of fruitfulness. you know God has called us to go and bear fruit in the gospel according to st. John chapter 15 we know the bible said that i have called you that you go and barefoot and that your food will remain to be able to fruit, we have to walk away from some of this we have to Lord, Lord help me help me to overcome this lust help me to overcome too much eating help me to overcome too much gossip help me to overcome too much movie that will not have value into my life Lord help me Lord help me to hear and to desire To go after those things of the Spirit, the things that will help me to add value to my life, to bear fruit in the kingdom. Help me, and the Lord will help you. He will help us. God has not delivered us from Egypt to leave us to perish in the wilderness, but He delivered us to take us to the promised land. God will will take you to your promised land. He will take you to your promised land. Hallelujah. But friends, it requires some effort on our parts, but the greater part of the work has been done by Christ already. All we need to do is to cooperate with Him. Yes, Lord, I will not speak. I will walk peace because God says, Vengeance is mine. Vengeance is mine. I will repay the Lord. But you know, when the heat is on when the heat is up, it's very, very difficult, you know, to have that Christ-like nature. But you know, Bible says a righteous man will fall how many times, seven times, but he runs again. When you sleep, say, Lord, help me, help me, help me to be more like you. Help me to be more like you, to hold your peace and to just see the vengeance of the Lord. That's the of Father, to hold your peace. To hold your peace. It's a great thing to hold your peace. To know that it does so much harm to you, but just hold your peace, and see how God will avenge you of your enemies. How God will come to your defense, hallelujah. How God will come to your defense, speedily, swiftly, He will come to your defense. God will come to your defense, in the name of Jesus, the crucified life. it cultivates intimacy with God. In Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 to 11, the Apostle Paul said that, and that I may know him, that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection, and be conformed unto his death, and if by any means I may attain unto the resurrection, that I may know him, that is intimacy. The Him and the power of his resurrection. What is that power? It is a glorious power. The power that raised Christ from the dead. It is a glorious power. It is a victorious power. Being conformed unto his death. Hallelujah. That I Him That should be our prayer. That should be our desire. In the crucified life, know It fosters it, know it encourages intimacy with God. The live that is to want to draw closer to God. To be like Him. Today you're sorry. All I need is you Lord. It's you Lord. All I need is you. All I need is you. I just want to be intimate with you Lord. Whatever it takes to be intimate with the Lord, I just want to be intimate with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How I relate with my spouse, how I relate with my children, how I relate with the extended family who do you not know, understand why I'm not, you know, wiring money to them every month. <laughs> yes. Someone will not understand. Welcome to the United See fast, see fast. Why? Why? (laughs) Why? He does not understand. We are very close. But I said, Lord, please help me. Just. I cannot explain. There is nothing I can say that will make people understand. Hallelujah. The challenges that we face here are so enormous. You know, go. As blessing now should be a blessing, but sometimes it cannot be. You know, every, it cannot be the answer to everyone's problem. And as much as you try to, you know, you know, make the sacrifice and to explain, people will not understand. But you have to. Keep your eatings before say Lord please help me me. so that I do not lose this relationship with my cousin, with my auntie, with my uncle, whoever they may be. But Lord help me. Holy Ghost, empower me. Help me to contain myself. Help me keep my mouth shut. Do not say anything that I will regret. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. (laughs) (laughs) When you were a small boy, I did this for you, I did that for you. Now you're in England! You can't find me temples!
1: I am your uncle, I am your grandfather, I am this!
0: That is the Lord, please help me. Not to say anything to offend you. Amen. It is a huge challenge, but God is able to help us. Amen is a victorious love, as I've said earlier in Galatians 2, the apostle Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me.
1: And the life that I now
0: live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who lost me and gave himself for me. Friends, we need to be confident and secure in the love of God. That's the only thing that I can carry us through in this very turbulent times. To be secure in the love of God. To know that God loves you so much, that if you were the only human being on earth, Christ would still have come to die for you. Have you crucified with Christ? The life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who lost me and gave himself for me. Hallelujah. And he goes on to say that I do not frustrate the grace of God. Every day I need to see myself being crucified with Christ. And the present life that we live, we live by the faith of the Son of God. It is a life of faith, but it is a victorious life. It is a glorious life. Hallelujah. It is a victorious life. It is a glorious life. And we need to raise our children to know that this life is the most beautiful life. There's no alternative. There's nothing like it. It is a victorious life. See yourself crucified with Christ. I begin to run up. I want us to look quickly at the uh, efficiency. But before that, let's look at uh, John chapter 16. Verse 33. John 16, 33. I have spoken to you now, in name you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome. In the world there will be tribulation. Friends, in the world there will be tribulation. There will be heartache, there will be pain. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. The Bible says, Son, terror shall not come near your dwelling." Hallelujah! Be of good cheer. Be of good cheer, for I have overcome. Christ has overcome. In the world, we will face all manner of persecution. We will face all manner of challenges, but be of good cheer. Why? Because Christ has overcome. Christ has overcome for us. So this morning. I want to encourage you my friend that the crucified life is a higher life. It is a diplomatic life. It is the life of the diplomat. Amen? Amen. Say to your friend that you are a diplomat. You are a Yes, an ambassador is a diplomat, isn't it? Amen. That's what we are. ambassadors. So you are a diplomat. You are a dignitary. And therefore, there is a lifestyle that is required of a diplomat. You know, when the diplomats come on this, their car is a flag that is with them like And when they come out, somebody comes and they open the door. You are a diplomat by the grace of God, Amen. by the shed blood of Christ. And there is a lifestyle that is required of a diplomat. You know, following this terrible atrocities that happened in New Zealand Christchurch. There was a former British diplomat that was called upon to speak. And my wife and I asked, I said, Well, yes, that is why he's a diplomat. If you listen to the way the, the gentleman was speaking, the analysis that he gave, the conclusion that he drew, the you know, the the way he just kind of looked at the whole scenario, but in a wider context. I said to my mom, that is why he's a diplomat. He is a diplomat. Hallelujah. So, as a diplomat of Christ, as a diplomat, you know, sent from the kingdom of heaven, there is a speech, there is a manner that we are supposed to conduct ourselves. It is found in the Bible. So, we rest to our faith.